All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. I don't think it's into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 103 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Julian Gill, and I am joined by Bahambug. And wow, what's up? What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome, <laughs> welcome back, sir. And Michael, welcome back. How, hey, everyone. And I did, I did mean to ask, how's the cat? Oh, Penny. Yeah, I have a kitten. She's about, um, she's almost three months old. But we've had her for since November twenty fifth. She's doing well, although she's kind of bullying our older cat, who's six years old. She's chasing him around the house. I think it's you know, it's kind of working out well though because it's like a weight loss program for him. You know, the more he gets chased around, the slimmer he gets. So it's working out. That's awesome. <laughs> I I love 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 kittens. Fantastic uh, fun. Oh, and that guy who's in the middle of my screen, Lonnie. Welcome back, sir. What's up? Oh, cheers. I think everybody's doing it. Saturday night. How you doing, everybody? It's Saturday. Let's do this. <laughs> it's Saturday night, and what's the London Choir Boys used to have a good song? It's Saturday night. And time for a party. Okay, so let's get into, um, again, like uh, the last episode, no news, no nothing. It's uh, the holiday season, so we're going to... Wait gonna... a minute, they were just on The Voice. Huh? Yeah, The Voice. We can talk about The That's Voice true. the other night. And they were just on The Voice. Lonnie, I don't watch TV, so you take this. <laughs> Kiss was on The Voice on, what was it, Wednesday night? I don't know. Wednesday night? Wednesday? Yeah, I think. Good... Something like that. Yeah. Um... Came out and did did something that they did, and Julie's falling asleep, on American Idol a few years ago. Very similar rendition, where they started off Detroit Rock City, morphed into Rock and Roll All Night. You know, they had some bearded fellows singing along with them. Yeah, didn't they have the guy from ZZ Top? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know who that was. But it, it was a bearded gentleman, and... He sang a verse, and, you know, they did the whole smashing guitar thing. It was a typical, it was your typical Kiss performance on national television, in my opinion. Yeah. And they morphed in the two songs that they would play in the one. Yeah, but yeah. it's weird that, I understand why they do it, because they... Oh, I do, too. I mean, they're they, not going to get up there and play... I see them, but what are they doing it for? There's nothing, there's no tour for here for the States or nothing. I don't really understand it in a way. And uh, the whole other thing, too, with this whole kiss with the, you know, Gene and Paul. Oh, it wasn't Paul or Gene. I forgot which one of them. That the, you know, the the whole stage is supposed to be sacred ground, ground and all this. And now like, now, like Julian said, there's some guy that looked like ZZ Top. I'm like, who the hell is this dude? You know, but in the long run, we know why they did it. It's for, you know, you know it's national exposure and it's to national get yourself exposure. on TV. So okay. they just sh- they just showed a few hundred thousand fans who have lunchboxes rusting in the garage and Mego dolls dolls in the attic that they're still alive that they're still there that they're still American icons and can be on the Voice you know that's the way I took it I did not sure. watch it I'm not into that thing I did catch the recap on uh, YouTube the next day and you know right. what for for all I give a shit I thought cool Kiss was on TV last night yeah. um, on something that some people watch even if I don't care about it simple as that doesn't matter uh, at all to me I don't know who that chap was I do believe he won which I think we yeah. can all put down to that's Gene true. Simmons resulted uh, in 
whoever he was winning. So, you know, rock on ZZ Top. I thought they'd do Hard Luck Woman. So, there we go. Gene <laughs> changed his cod piece, which I'm kind of bummed. He went PC on the cod piece. Yeah, it was like the Love Gun cod piece. Yeah, it's like, come on, really? Everybody keeps, oh, it's the creatures. Uh-uh. People, come on, wake up. That ain't the creatures you it was, have. It was, it was a morphed costume. He had the Love Gun cod piece, the monster uh-huh. boots, and, uh, like, the creatures from, like, like things or something. But other than that, man, that ain't the creature suit. Keep dreaming, people. <laughs> Come on, man. You got you got Tommy Thayer doing kind of the ace thing. He sparkled it up more. You got Paul doing the thing, and actually Paul wore the tail, which was I was shocked about. You yeah, know, I was surprised about that. You know, and uh, you know Eric kind of doing the Eric thing, which you know that's another story in itself. Whatever. But uh, you know, come on, Gene, man. It, He's got to, if you're going to do the creature's name, wear the freaking suit, man. Do it right. Seriously, come on. If he's like, oh, they want to take some pounds off of him, the weight or whatever, you know, because he's getting older. Well, wear the real creature's uniform. That's less weight. Who cares? Oh, the creature. Show on, show the dick, man. That's what you did. That was the demon. <laughs> you know, that, that was them. They, they had balls. You know what I mean? That was the thing. When we, when we finally get shirts, can we ride on the back of them, show the dick? Like, yeah. <laughs> don't don't you have to call it what? Doesn't he call it like the schmeckle or something? Show the schmeckle. All right. Yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying, though, man. This is the guy who's the demon, who's the blood spitting demon, fire eating demon, and he's like almost gone the most politically correct now. I don't get it. It's kind of weird in a way, and I love Gene. It's just kind of weird, you know what I mean? Everybody else is wearing. Everybody else is wearing the suits. So kind of the way. I mean, pretty much close. Gee, why don't they let him do it? I don't understand. If some people say, "Oh, it looks kind of weird," because it, who cares? It looks weird. That's what they wore. If That's... they're gonna come out, out with the tank and the whole nine yards, do it. If you're gonna do it, do it right. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I will say this. At least the, you know they mixed it up. For anyone who says that they never do anything different, they mixed it up. They. Gene, yeah, wore, Gene, Gene, Gene's dry cleaning was it done? Costume. They mixed up their costume. Hell, you know. So, you know, better. It's something different. And at least people were talking. I saw a thread on the FAQ message board um, where someone had just noticed Paul's tail for the very first time. So I think that's all good. Yeah. I mean, that he had it in 1983, and it was a, a kind of a part of the costume back then. And people are just kind of noticing it now, thirty something years later. Awesome. I must. I was surprised he wore it because he didn't wear it night two of the uh, of the cruise. And I thought that after one night he's like, "Oh, I've had enough of that. I'm not doing that again." So I'm, I'm, I was surprised. I'm sorry, you, had... you you have to have a white button up collar right now and glasses on and say, hey, "Well, he didn't do it on night two of the cruise." Wow, That's, that is like <laughs> uber geeked up. You know, next next we'll be counting how many cymbal hits Eric Singer did during his performance of. Oh wait, someone's already done that. Yeah, but that's what that's what we look at when, when they say we're going to do this. Okay, when they when when they when they say they're going to do something, it didn't have to be just the creatures. When they say they are going to do, say you know, alive or alive too, you don't think Jillian, you're you're a big, you're a big alive guy. You know, you have a thousand alive albums. You know. <laughs> And you look at that, when you saw that alive, even if it was on the cruise, you wanted to see the whole live stage, the whole kit and caboodle. Nothing, you know, short of nothing. Even the alive too, okay? Yep. Right? How many people, when they said, oh, man, we'll come out alive too. When they do the alive too, when they get back together and they're going to do the whole life. You know, every 
Die Hard or whatever is going to nitpick because they want to see everything they, they saw when they opened that album. You know, they want to see every little detail. Didn't you? Because it brought you back to your childhood going, damn, I mean, the technology's gotten better, but you still wanted to see the whole shebang, you know, the whole boof. And you think back, you're like, holy crap. Because even, like I said, on the cruise, man, I took only X amount of pictures. Like, you know, I only showed so many pictures. I have more pictures, but I only took so many pictures. And I said, forget this. I'm putting the, the, you know, the camera away. I want to get into this like I got back in 1983 when you weren't allowed to have cameras. You just got into it, man. You know, mm-hmm. going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like that more lately at concerts. I enjoy it more when I'm not taking pictures. If I'm just in the moment. Yep. yep. I'll take a few pictures, but not like I used to a few years ago. If Kiss, oh, I, if Kiss or Ace Frehley come anywhere near San Francisco, I will not take my camera this time. Good for you. I, I, I'm just saying that in hopes that they come somewhere near the Bay Area because you know this is not the greatest market for them, and I know Ace is going to be near by here. I think it's only a seven-hour drive, um, but I, I would just love to be able to go to a show and not take pictures and just be able to throw beer over people with holding up their phones. You know, <laughs> everyone's got their phones and they're, they're trying to get around everyone else nowadays. You know, well, it's it's, it's hard to take. I, you know, I went. You take pictures of your friends. The friends have been there, or the signs that you were there, or in front of the signs and stuff. I understand that. And you take a couple pictures here and there with your friends in the show, or when the confetti falls a little bit or something. But throughout the full, full show, I'm pretty much done that now. I mean, I went to go live things here, man. I'm actually like, yeah, you know, I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm, I just want to go and enjoy it. Like I, I gotta think back now. I gotta start doing like the child like you used to back in the day. Yeah, you go back to like your childhood or whenever you kind of grew up, depending on, I guess, when you grew up, you know? All right, well, so let's go back in time today because, uh, you know, per- perfect segue. Uh, you know, recently Three Sides did a fantastic episode of Robert Conti, Robert V. Conti, who was, of course, the KISS catalog consultant during the early 1990s. And he recounted some very, very interesting stories. I do recommend that you go check out their full episode because it, it was really good and we're not going to go and rehash what they did. Other than one of the things he brought up was how his vision for the album that became You Wanted the Best, You've Got the Best, was changed once he had presented that idea to um the people at i guess it was mercury back then and you know he he goes into a lot of detail of you know obviously when people got this album back in 1996 um the vocals on certain songs did not sound right and i do believe paul was asked repeatedly whether they had done any studio work on these songs and of course they always said no 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 and bob Robert, pardon me, did uh, kind of confirm that uh, the versions of the songs on the album that were released were not the ones that he had, in fact, referenced during his work in The Vault, putting this together. So today's topic is more along the lines of if we were going to put together a you wanted the best, you've got the best type, just greatest hits package, a piece of merchandise product by any other term for the band to put out while they're doing what is called the Kiss World Tour. I mean, come on, Kiss World. It's just, it brands itself almost. Um, Going out on the road in Europe next year, why not have something to sell? Monsters had its sell-by date. It's well past its sell-by date at this point. Um, Why not go into the vault and pick, say, how many songs were on here? I think 12, all told. Actually, I should probably look that up, but... um, 
you know, what sort of things would you think about putting on as a broad, you know, diehard greatest hits package? Um, Mike, I would like to start with you just quickly on your kind of like thoughts on you wanted the best as it came out in 96 or whenever you first got it. Um, <laughs> was it obvious to you that it uh, was a little bit not what it was maybe intended to be? How, how, what was your first interaction with that album and what was your, I guess, your opinion of it? So uh, I think I actually said this wrong the first time I was on the show, but the first three albums I bought like when I first became, you know, a fan after I saw them on the uh, Video Music Awards, I went out and I bought Double Platinum, You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best, and MTV Unplugged. So for me, the song that really hooked me, the live song, like right away, was Shout It Out Loud on You Wanted the Best, because that was the first time I heard anything from a live. So for me, as kind of a new fan, I didn't really, um, you know, I couldn't, I didn't come into it with any sort of expectations other than looks like a cool, you know, cover. It's very colorful, the plastic on the, uh, yep. the CD case. I figured, what the hell? This looks pretty neat. Yeah, there you go, cassette. Um, so I thought it sounded awesome, but, uh, you know, obviously being a fan now uh, and knowing everything about the band uh, since then, uh, yeah, it's very obvious that, uh, you know, Room Service and a lot of the other tracks that are, you know, previously unreleased, uh, are with updated vocals from Paul. You can always tell when they, they doctor it because not only does he sound like he did in 1996, but you hear multiple Pauls. Like the harmonies yeah. are all Paul. <laughs> you know? And that that's a, a clear sign that, oh, this is not, uh, you know, uh, untouched. So, uh, you know, as a representation of Live 1 and Live 2, yeah, it's pretty good, but... Uh, like Robert was talking about on Three Sides, it would have been much cooler if it was just a bunch of, you know, unreleased uh, soundboard recordings or rehearsals, sound checks, whatever. Stuff that, like, you know, uh, people either have as collectors or stuff we've never heard before. Uh, just because it would really, you know, quote unquote, shock the people uh, versus just kind of like rehashing the old stuff. Yeah, it's really a shame that even back then, I mean, the King Biscuit Flower Hour from, 19, I think it's November 1975, circulated in extremely good quality uh, even then. And people had heard Let Me Know with, with the the perfect circa 1975 Paul Stanley vocals. And the thing, I mean, it's just like arrogance. Um, and, and I would love to ask Paul straight up, why did you think that you would be able to get away with this and that people wouldn't notice that these were not um, legitimate vocals. Uh, you know, and I, I, I've got to say that I, I found them odd, but I didn't hear the Pauls in the chorus. You know, uh, you know I, I just didn't have that level of attention, I guess. Um, it's a problem with being a lush. But uh, <laughs> my biggest complaint with this whole package was Jay Leno. And just a waste yeah. of seventeen a waste minutes. Of space. Seventeen minutes. I mean, Jay Leno to me always was a waste of space. Just not, <laughs> not hot take. Not Bring my, not my cup of tea at all. Simple as that. I, I have no interest in paying for Kiss product and having interviews on that. I mean, that's what bugged me with the Love Gun so-called deluxe edition. Not only were there really bad quality interviews. There was also, they fucked with the audio again, you know, on the drums, on the live tracks, which uh, they took from mono sources. So I, I was very annoyed by that. I thought it was a great representation of live stuff. I mean, Take Me, um, you know, the Alive 2 stuff in particular, it, it just ran the gamut of here are our kind of our greatest 
hits live and we'll throw a couple of bones to the collectors um andy i mean what was your take when you first uh got you wanted the best did you feel you had indeed gotten the best well you gotta think back okay you have to think back when this came out kiss was you know they were just getting back together you know this was you know they were let's put it this let's face the facts man they were basically broke and when they started getting a reunion together, they didn't even know if it was going to, you know, work out or sell good or anything else. So at that point, man, when this, you know, when you, you know, when they started doing, you know, setting this up for the tour and setting this up for everything, they didn't know it was going to work. And then all of a sudden you have this CD or album or, you know, if you bought everything, depending cassette, album, CD, however it all came out. I think. I, I, I have to say, I loved how they did the coloring of it, the coloring of everything on the CD, That's between cool. the mix of the yellow and, the you know, the colors and the oranges. And and I actually love, believe it or not, it's weird, I actually love the, the the picture of the four of them. I don't know what it is. Personally, I love the picture of the four of them together on, a, on that front cover. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, that's the I, shirt I bought at the first reunion show I saw. Was that you? I wanted the best, I got the best with that with that logo on the front because I thought it was so freaking cool. Yeah, and the poster. It was a poster. The same thing. It says you wanted the best, you got the best. Right, and right. They're like a red with the lightning bolts, and they're all together mm-hmm. their own. Uh, you know that. You know the. Yeah, love I love that. I love that image when it came out. It was, yeah, it really so I mean, great. I love the image of it and stuff. It just. I th- I have to say I I I like the first you know the you know like two timer room service and stuff that you like you never heard. And of course, you know, you find out a little bit late. You know, now we at the time we weren't all like going, oh yeah, that's not that's not Paul from 1975. You know, that's Paul from you know 1996 singing that stuff and stuff. You know, at first you're not thinking about. At first you're looking at it going, wow, oh, this is pretty cool. It looks kind of oldish in a way, but it looks new. But for them, at that point, you know, Kiss was, you know, let's face it. I mean, uh, I love the 80s too, and to a certain point, but. Kiss was kind of gone, you know. The in the, the '80s, there was all kinds of metal going on, you know, like Wasp and stuff. I mean, it, you know, when his kids doing, you know, crazy nights, and then all of a sudden, the, the Hot in the Shade comes out, and then all of a sudden, here comes, you know, Revenge, which kind of, you know, started bringing Kiss back a little bit. People, people I had never known that had liked Kiss. All of a sudden, like, wow, look at this man! It kind of, what is this? Who is this man? I can't, they, this is really Kiss, and then you know, then, then all of a sudden, you know, the grunge comes in and starts wiping everybody out, and next, you know, you got you got Carnival of Souls, and everybody's like, oh, this is a grunge album, kind of grungy and stuff, and then the reunion starts happening, and then all of a sudden you got this pops up, and you're kind of like, I don't really think that people even thought about this when it came out. I think people are so intrigued about, oh my God, the original four are back together. And we don't really care what they what what they sell, you know, what they ship out or what they do at this point. We just want to see the original four together back on that stage playing at first. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. I, I remember right back in '96. I mean, I was in, living in Scotland still. I remember it was the second time in a, in a year I'd had to drive into Glasgow itself to go find a record store, and I went to three. I finally found it. I mean, um, and I was like, wow, you know, it seems just like yesterday. I was out 
out here buying MTV Unplugged. So from a Kiss fan yeah. perspective, it was the second time that year we were getting something new. I remember people were immediately talking about on uh, KOL yeah. and uh, RMAK, whatever the uh, the news group was, you know, about Paul's vocals. And, you know, that was a, a big point of debate even back then. Lonnie, when did you first run into this and what was your impression of it? I There, there used to be this place called Blockbuster Music. Yeah. Oh shit! This, yeah, this is, this is, I mean, we're we're talking 1996. We're going back 20 years. There used to be a place called Blockbuster Music, and the weekend before the album came out, you could go. They had these little listening stations set up, and you could go and preview new releases before you could buy them. So my brother and I went up there that weekend to listen to the album. So I thought, oh, that's cool. I I'm gonna go listen to it. So we went up there and we listened to it. I'm like, you know, and I, and, I, and I was like, oh, it's a lot of a live one. It's a lot of a live two. But, you know, I was really enthralled on the on the let me know and the take me in room service and 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 the two timer, two timer. Thank you. And I was, you know, I was like, well, this is great, though. So I was excited. You know, and you and they let you flip through the booklet and everything and see, you know, I was like, well, all right, well. I'm coming back here on Tuesday when it comes out because if I come here, I get that that little bonus disc with the New York groove on it too. So okay, this is really cool. I'm all ex- real excited, and like I'll see. And I saw that came out like when did that come out? Like the end of June, like maybe right before the Tiger Stadium. Show. Yeah, June the 25th. Yeah, and I saw them on July 2nd, so I was really really pumped about seeing them and getting the album and. You know, this was really happening. So I remember, so I remember going and buying it then that Tuesday. And my brother, my brother's a big Kiss fan. He's not as big of a Kiss fan as I am. But we got back in the car and we we're playing it on the way back. This is, you know, when you would actually play CDs in the car 20 years ago, and that was pretty high tech 20 years ago that you could play a CD in the car at the time even too. And and it starts off, you know, with room service. And my brother's like, "Are they going to play this next week?" And I go. I don't know, maybe. And he goes, I don't even know this song. <laughs> so he's like, you're and we just bought one copy because you're going to have to let me borrow this because I don't even know this song. So that's, those are my first memories of that of that album. It's like, is listening to it a few days before it came out, and then my brother's like, I don't even know Room Service, and I don't even know Let Me Know even, I don't think he even knew that. And he's like, are they going to play these? Like, I hope so. I think it'd be really freaking cool if they did, but... You know, but like going back to what Andy was saying, everybody was so excited to see the original four. They they could have gotten away with playing songs like that in 1996 as well. I'm not saying a whole set list of songs like that in 1996, but they could have gotten away with throwing in a few gems like that. And they and to a certain extent they did because they did play Rock Bottom and they did play Watching You on and, that and Room Service and you know they did play Room Service. Yeah, they did. I believe. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. I think. I don't know. I, uh, it was on a set list. You're the archiver. Come on. <laughs> well, let me let me let me just step over here and get my uh, set list that they were working on in April '96. They could have they could have they could have sold anything and it wouldn't have mattered because yeah. basically, basically it came down to oh my god here's the original four and Tiger Stadium sold out in the 30 minutes and then the next people people are all hanging out going please. Please do a tour. Please do a full tour. Please do a full tour. And as soon as they said, bango, here it is. It's sold out. And now we're going to do a full tour. 
man, they could have they could have sold a shit in the toilet paper and we would have bought it. We just we didn't we just wanted to see the original four. It didn't matter. Yeah. And I don't even care. What, it didn't. Nobody even cared what it mattered what they played. Yeah. And that, you know? and that was back in the day when you still had to line up to go get tickets. Yeah. You know, you, you, there was no, you know, online sitting at your computer, hitting refresh, hitting refresh, waiting for it to be 10 o'clock in the morning. And yep. the line to get tickets it's for insane. that initial wave of reunion <laughs> show dates was just unfreaking believable. It's not, that's not like anything else I've entire I've seen in my entire life. And I'd lined up for Metallica at that point. I'd lined up for Ozzy at that point and other big name acts, but I'd never seen Anything like that, Kiss Reunion Tour. Michael, how old were you in '96 when you first saw him on on um, on MTV and 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 you discover the band? Well, I was in sixth grade, so okay. I don't know how old are you in sixth grade? Twelve, uh, thirteen, whatever. Yeah, something like that. That's so, cool. Mike, Michael, Michael, you, Michael was that teenage kid. Yeah, that's oh, what I mean. That's cool. My God, his jaw dropped, his pants dropped, everything dropped. Pants <laughs> <laughs> dropped, you saw Ace Fairly. <laughs> yeah. but, but you know, you, you, you know, Lonnie, Lonnie and Julia know what I'm talking about because yeah. when you first saw a Kiss man for the first time in your life, or even saying they were gonna go out, you were like, oh my God! It's just like seeing Kiss on TV back in the '70s when you first saw them on TV. Because let's face it, Kiss wasn't out. Kiss was highly ever on TV until. You know, so a, a couple of things, and but but when we saw them, you know, we all went, "Oh my God, yes! I can't wait! They gotta go! Oh, mom, dad, wake me up! I don't care what time it is, please! I gotta just just wait now. This week, some little kid somewhere in America yes. just yes. saw Kiss on The Voice, and it's yeah, at the same moment that some of us had with Paul Lind, that some had with Dick Clark, that some had with Tom Snyder, or. You know, in '96, the, that is what like that life. is yeah. what makes Kiss such and, and an amazing like band. And it's in there going. They're like, holy shit! I have never seen anything like that. They're they're it's like the me. They're like yeah. me. You know, when I discovered Kiss, like, oh my god, there is music. That's the first really time, real time that I thought music, entertainment, everything wrapped up into one package. That it kind of just clicked. Someone had that. Someone had that this week. And that, Absolutely, that, and that's amazing. I mean, I, I was a senior in high school when the MTV Video Music Awards happened in '96, and I remember walking into school the next day, and I was so proud of that. And I was just like, you know what? I know all my friends watched that last night because it was a it was the appointment TV back in the day was MTV Video Music Awards. I mean, it's not so much anymore, but back then it really was, especially for the age group that I was in. And I walked into school the next day, and I was so proud of them. That they went out there and just kicked ass, and people would give me hell before that about liking Kiss, and all through high school, people even before they put the makeup on, they'd really give me hell about liking Kiss because who the fuck are they? And I walked into school that day so freaking proud of them. It's like you know what? Screw you guys. They kicked ass last night, and you guys know it, and you won't look me in the face and tell me that. Oh, because you know they kicked ass last night. Yeah, Lonnie brings up a good point because now I'm out of high school by then. You know, my I graduated in '88, so. I mean, I, I, I would get crap from Kiss, from liking Kiss here and there, but not a lot. It could, actually, I had a good group of friends and a lot of people who actually liked Kiss or said they, they were okay or they liked the song here and there, okay, especially through the 80s, because, you know, that's, that was my, you know, high school years, you know, from 84 to 88, you know, middle of the hair bands, the hair band thing, you know. 
even though I'm not crazy about crazy nights. <clears throat> that was that's another subject in itself. But uh, but um, when the reunion happened, you know, now it's '96 and I'm way out of high school. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, it's another ten years. You know, '88 to '98. You know, '96 was almost you know six or seven years. And here I am, but got tickets and, and you know, and like I said, when Kiss plays in like this. In my January, because I'm in the middle section of like kind of New England area, when Kiss plays around here back in then or whatever they play, I mean, you can see a lot of shows in a lot of spots within a two and three hour range. So, I mean, I used to, I would go to everything and anything, get my hands. I didn't care. I just, I'm going, I'm going. And it was, the, I think one of the craziest things, and I, I had to laugh, is that some of the people who used to really rank on me or give me crap, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude, you know. It just wasn't, you know, whatever, you know, screw you, you know, take this or I'll just, I'll bring you in the back of the pocket on and beat your head in. Just, just uh, leave me alone, you know. Uh, you know, oh, kiss sucks, you know, scrap. Yeah, whatever. We've all heard it, whatever. Big deal. Who cares, you know, because none of their bands are still around. But guess what? 1996, right? You know, like you said, the reunion happens, right? I'm seeing some of these a-holes that wouldn't give me the time of day or said, oh, kiss sucked in there. And I'm walking through the parking lot either dressed up. You know, as one of the guys in the band, or just dressed up, you know, just myself during the day, you know, early hanging out in the just parking lot, out, yeah. seeing kids I went to high school going, man, I can't wait to see Kiss. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What the hell are you here for? You <laughs> suck. You know? That's right. Me? I'm like, you suck. You shouldn't even be here. I was like, take this. Screw you. Oh, can we talk? Frig you, man. Get the hell out of here. You're just a piece of shit. You didn't like him back then. Well, we got to see it. We always heard about the kiss. You can kiss my, you know what? You can kiss. You know what I mean? But it was just kind of funny in a way how everything went in a loop because a lot of their bands in the 80s, man, are like really a gone. You know I mean, seriously, there's not too many bands that, well, when I went to high school in the mid 80s, most of those bands are gone. Or if they are playing, they're playing like little clubs. You know, hello, hello. You know, there's not that many left. <laughs> So let's uh, and and I misspoke earlier when I said uh, what was it room service? I was thinking rock button, but that's beside. Ah. Someone's got to call me on that. Um, and, <laughs> I was uh, calling you on that. You said it. Well, <laughs> shut up, uh, Michael. Let's say, and and this is a, a a time that I wish I was Ken Mills because he does great voice impressions of Gene Simmons. You know, yeah. just imagine that behind you right now the phone rings and it's Gene Simmons, Michael. We're going out on tour on Kiss World, and I want you to put together. Uh, a greatest hits kind of package for the diehard fans, you know, just like Robert Condy did back in 1996. You know, how do you approach that? What, you know, what would you want to see, not only as the Uber fan saying, given the keys to the Kiss vault, which is located in the Fortress of Solitude, um, you know, how, how would you kind of approach updating this you know what is it 20 it's bloody hell it's 20 years on you know it's just amazing and you know what what would you want to kind of give to the fans um to listen to when you're celebrating kiss world in 2017 yeah um so i uh sat down earlier today and went through i have a pretty large collection of uh live audio uh of kiss over the years so I went through it and I was trying to find basically soundboard recordings um, because if I were to pick tracks, they need to be high quality. I mean, of course, the band might have stuff we don't have, but I figured, all right, I'm going to soundboard or radio broadcast or things like that. So uh, I can give you the 12 that I have. Um, so 
Um, I kick it off with Detroit Rock City from Anaheim, 1976, from the Destroyer Tour. Why? Uh, just because, uh, you know, it's, it's a great show, and you do need to include certain... Um, I feel like, you know, it can't be all obscure stuff because, uh, honestly, there just aren't great recordings of all obscure songs. So I think you need to keep in some stuff like that. Plus, it's just a great song to kick off. Uh, yeah, absolutely absolutely i mean uh, absolutely, what a yeah. wonderful way to kick off any kiss show and it is pretty much the standard opener these days great choice yeah uh number two is ladies room from largo in 77 for the Ooh. alive two tour yeah figured you know you got to have like a, a rare gene cut in there and then follow that up with radioactive uh move on and new york groove all from dynasty tour rehearsal on june 14th 1979 because that, that's pretty cool i think fans would want to hear the band rehearsing and kind of screwing around with these songs not necessarily performing them in their final form because there are times in these rehearsals where they start a song they stop they talk about it they get back into it i think that kind of cool stuff uh, is what fans like us would appreciate it's like almost like we're a fly on the wall and we're just kind of observing uh, so I thought those would be three cool tracks to have in there as well. I want to just jump in there on on you and kind of put you in the corner for a second. You know, it, it's kind of they've stepped over a certain mythical line by allowing Tommy Thayer to sing Shock Me. Do you mm. think this lineup could let Tommy Thayer do New York Groove? You mentioned that as, as a song oh, wow. right there. Um Hey, I, I say if they let Tommy do Shock Me, they can let Tommy do just about anything he wants to do. I agree, uh, but I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think Tommy or Eric should be restricted to songs sung by the people who used to wear the makeup they wear. I think that's kind of silly. Um, you know, when I interviewed Tommy, he said that, oh, well, people expect the, you know, like basically the character. Like, in other words, if a song is associated with Ace and he's wearing the Space Man makeup, it, it's more natural for him to sing one of those songs versus singing like a Gene song. But the way I see it, if you sound good singing a certain song, then why the hell not sing it, right? Uh, I don't think he needs to be kind of, uh, you know, stuck in that, uh, you know, that that uh, be typecast essentially. And the same thing applies to so uh, Sonic Boom Monster. He doesn't need to keep singing songs about, you know, space and stuff like that. The same like way it. Ace Frehley doesn't need to be singing about space. We get it. You're the spaceman. Okay, move on. No. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's awesome. I, I, I would just not, you know, I would love to actually ask Tommy, and that would be one of my questions for him if I ever get the, the chance to interview him, is you obviously rehearsed and tried out Shock Me privately before you ever took it out on the road. It would be, did you try any other Ace Frehley songs? Did you try Rocket Ride? Did you try singing New York Groove? Yeah, I would love to know, you know, how he came yeah. came up with Shock Me. Was it Gene and Paul saying, you know, Tommy, we, we really need Shock Me in the set because we, we want to... Or was Eric. it only Shock Me, yeah. Yeah, you know, was it only that? Because I, I always felt that the one song missing from a Kiss Live performance, and this is more back with Ace, was Rocket mm -hmm. Ride. So, you know, had they had they ever considered him to do any of the other songs? So uh, why don't we continue with your list? Sure. So uh, that brings us to number six. Uh, is Creatures of the Night from Rio, um, from the Creatures Tour, just because it's a great song. Obviously, uh, we, you know, when Kiss is playing those few concerts that they did um, in South America. Did they actually play it the right way? <laughs> oh! <laughs> shot at Tommy from out of nowhere. Ooh. They got to have a little Vinnie Vincent on it, right? <laughs> 
so I figured that's cool. But then uh, I move on to 1984 for Thrills in the Night from the Animalize tour. I figured that would be a good one that never really gets much love. Um, and then while we're on the theme of nights, uh, Crazy Crazy Nights from Tokyo 1988. They turn on the night. <laughs> no. Although I wish they did that one. <laughs> Um, I love Crazy Nights. I think it's a great song. Uh, so and and live, I think it's better. Uh, I actually really, really, <laughs> I actually really enjoy the version on uh, Kiss Forty, the one that uh, you know the, with the current lineup. I think that actually, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just happen to have that. No, no, no offense to no offense that, to Muscle, but everybody, everybody says, man, they hate that CD or don't like it to CD, but we always talk about it and they always have some kind of song and it gets okay. it gets more attention than a lot of the other a lot of the other albums. <laughs> so, so I have to hold my hand up and say yes, I was listening to Crazy Nights today. So <laughs> cool. You know, well, I was doing this earlier. Right, right after I right after I finished a marathon session with uh, the new Metallica, I was like, I need something a little bit different. That's a, that's a one eighty. So, so sorry, Michael. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, then uh, take it off from the Revenge tour. I love take it off. I think it's a badass song. Uh, it's just a, it's a great damn song, and when it's performed live, it's just fun. Uh, and I don't think it gets enough credit for being just a great song. Um, they haven't played it in 24 years. I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although it would be a little weird, like if Paul invited like a child onto the stage, you know, for take it off, like. For, well, but... I don't. I don't think that's the appropriate song to put. put I, I think yeah, they might get you know, uh, handcuffed. You know, if kid, they, kiss they would take never... it off, they might get labeled as pedophiles if they put a child up on stage and said let and, and take it off. I think that's the wrong song selection. I appreciate what you're saying, but I think that's the wrong song selection. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's you know, put the X in sex. Yeah, so. at the convention, you know, had an eight-year-old kid drumming. Right. Yeah. Makes you a little eight, uneasy. Eight-year-old girl yeah. wasn't it singing that? I mean, oh my god. You never know. And speaking what, of. What was, yeah, but what was the song that, uh, oh, my God, I'm going to shoot myself. I know everybody's like, oh, my God, you're a huge fan. You don't remember. Uh, Paul brought up a little girl this year. It was a during a Jean song. Uh, man, for the tour for Freedom to Rock. Which song? Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the song. I know I'm going to get shot for this because I can't remember off the top of my head. But every there was a song that Eugene, Paul would grab a little girl from the stage right. and she yeah. From and play, but it was a Gene song, so you know it's got to be some kind of. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't watched enough of the uh, the footage from that to even remember what it was. So yeah, some fan I am as well. So you know, we we do not research half this shit we talk about. So. <laughs> no, I should. I'm usually pretty good. I don't know. I've just gone blank lately. Yeah. yeah. You know, fortunately, there's a legion of fans who will fact check us after the fact. So thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Michael, back to you. Yeah. So to close it out, uh, three the last three tracks are Tears Are Falling from uh, Buenos Aires, uh, 1994 from the Kiss My Ass tour. Uh, Hard Luck yes. Woman from the convention tour. Nice. In Boston. And I figured, you know, toss in a reunion tour track, uh, King of the Nighttime World from Detroit. Uh, in 96 because it's, it's a good song in Detroit I mean why not so those are my 12 
That, that's a that's a really good select a really broad selection of material of course Vinnie Vincent would be suing the band if they included anything from Rio 1983 um, yeah but but like Andy said at least it would be played right which yeah. uh, you know is is one of my biggest peeves with the way a lot of the creature stuff has been performed in recent years interestingly Japanese monster CD didn't come with a live version of King of the Nighttime World. But from 2004. It was on my list. It was? Well, okay. that version of King of the Nighttime World. Was it? It was on my yes. list. Um, obviously, since it's here, it's on my list. But, uh, you know, I'm not that much of a loser. I have everything nearby to hold up in front of the camera. So, so Lonnie, since you opened your mouth, why don't you... Uh... Yeah, I knew I was going to be next since I opened my mouth. <laughs> so, I would go back. So, you know, and... and Referencing three sides, they were talking about how the album was originally supposed to be a concept for like the really, really diehard fans. That something that they would love to get their hands on. So going back to what was released a few I guess it was maybe two years ago, right around this time, would be some stuff from those loft rehearsals that that surfaced on the internet a few years ago. Good to go way, way back to the beginning and have like Deuce and Strutter from rehearsals with the original four, you know, messing around with kind of like what Michael was saying, just messing around with those songs and hearing them as Sorry. So those are I, I would start off with with just like a live, but with Deuce and Strutter from like rehearsals, and then do some stuff from the Daisy that Daisy show that was released right around the same time as well, um, with Life in the Woods, to have Kiss officially release a version of Life. And I, and I know it's not like a mind blowing song or something, but it's a song that we all wanted to hear for like forty years, and you know there it is, and you know. The, conga line that paul talks about in there or whatever but i still think it'd be it'd be cool for it to show up on an official release so those three things and maybe that like um they don't they don't call it and i was looking at it earlier today they don't call it um it's i guess it was let me know but they call it some they call it sunday driver i guess on the album i think yeah, on, yep. the, uh, on the daisy album they call it sunday driver so i just because i like let me know. I'd throw that on there too. It's my fourth song, just just for grins, just because it's from the Daisy and it's. I would like to go back again. I'm just saying, I'd like to go back to the very beginning, and that's like the hardcore stuff that I that I'm really into is like stuff even before the original album came out. So I would really put an emphasis like on the first four songs from that era of the band before even the original album came out. But then I think I jump. To and, and you gotta remember it's Kiss at the end of the day, that it is Kiss and they're not gonna give you exactly everything you want. They are gonna cheat a little bit on you, but at the same time, it'd be cool to get polished up versions from the Lost Alive Two album mm. from Japan, Ooh. and that's cheating, but it's not cheating at the same time. Wanker, you took my pick. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> So I would like to hear Take Me, Do You Love Me from that album. Polished up the way it should sound. 
but uh, and then from there, I think it'd be cool to hear. And I don't, and I don't know if it exists or not. But I'd like, I would like to hear "Keep Me Coming" from the Creatures Tour. And I don't know if a, a polished version that would be suitable for proper release exists for that. But if oh, it does, oh my god, that would. But be if it awesome. does, and we're just playing fantasy here anyway. We know they played it at, at a certain point, so we're just fantasizing anyway. But so if it does exist, I would love to throw that on there as a rarity track on the album, since I just did. Take me and do let me with your standards. I'm gonna go back to it and pull out something rare on there. And put keep me coming on there. And then because KISS is so KISS because KISS likes to just brush over the eighties like they never happened. <laughs> which they do. And, and and we're gonna be and I'm trying to be true to how KISS would do this too at the same time. KISS would brush over it like like the eighties never happened. But they do like revenge, and and I like revenge. But at the same time, as much as Kiss always references revenge in in interviews, like oh, that's where we really kind of got it right. You don't play anything off her revenge lot. Thank God. <laughs> you believe this guy? Let me just let me tell you why I say that, and it, it, and it's not to annoy you. Uh, honestly, it, it is simply that I don't like the way Tommy plays creature stuff. I don't like I don't the way I don't I don't like the way they've played Unholy in in the years since Bruce was in the band. They have never pulled off the aggressive tone that he's able to you know just execute with. You know Tommy's a different sort of player. I I know he can do it. You know, at, at on a technical level, but on the emotional level in concert, I, I he, he hasn't executed Creatures of the Night. Simple no. as that. He hasn't well, look, executed look, look, War Machine look. for me, or you know, I love it loud. But you know, that's personal opinion. That's just you know. <clears throat> well, sub- look at subjective. look at the recent video of Bruce doing uh, Creatures of the Night somewhere. He's uh, he's somewhere doing Creatures of the Night, and you should listen to it. I somebody put it on. A, Kiss Cruisers or somewhere. Bruce was somewhere. I don't remember off the top of my head, but he was somewhere, man. It, it probably was the last time he's done Creatures of the Night live. And he, he was with some band or something doing Creatures of the Night. And I posted, I'm like, listen to this, people. This is the right way to do it. Listen to it. He can pull that's it off, too. He pulls it off. And that's why my pick is not the current lineup doing yeah, okay. the song up for Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it okay. is. I'm echoing what Michael was saying. I'd like to hear because that version of "Take It Off" you can only proper release is off that um, a live box set that they came out with. Throw that on there because it's the only other place you can really get that. So throw that on there for for a revenge track, and you know we we have and and it, it'd be easy to say, well, let's put. I just want on there or put on holy on there, but those are also on a live three, and you know, and if you want those, you can go get them. You know, for a, a greatest hits like Die Hard compilation, I don't think we need to put those on there because you can go get them if you want them fair, very easily and very inexpensive if you wanted to. But I, but I think because they they're always so high on the current lineup, how about you throw in Love 'Em Leave 'Em from 2006 in Japan? 
and Kissin' Time from 2006 in Japan. Yep. And how about the Oath from Kiss Cruise 3? And then round it out with Hide Your Heart from 2012 or 14 when they toured. And they did, they did multiple, they obviously they did Hide Your Heart every night on that. So you're, so I would encompass heavy on the beginning and heavy on this lineup with a few songs sprinkled in between because Gene and Paul, and thinking, thinking the way Gene and Paul think, that they're proud of their past with the original, but they like to gloss over in between to the current lineup for the last 10, 12 years. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a really, again, you know, like Michael's was a good broad selection. Oh, great too. I really enjoyed it. You know, that's a really good broad selection as well. I, I like the way that you've approached that, the logic. You know, how many of those do you think they could actually perform live, though? You know, if if you're trying to tie in, if we, if we look at what they did back in 96, a lot of this stuff did get performed. Correct. Uh, so... How much of that do you think, and Michael, for yours, how much of that do you think that they could actually pull off or would be willing to pull off in a, in a live set these days? I'll go to you first, Lonnie, and then Andy will move on to your list. Unfortunately, from what we saw, unfortunately, I don't think they would be. I think they would be able to pull it off, but willing to pull it off is a different question. Because of obviously we we saw the and I and I go back to the question that was asked on Kiss Cruise Six why don't you play more rare tracks and Tommy walks over to Paul and says it's because of this guy he doesn't want to play him I think would they be able to absolutely I think the four of them in that band would be able to because they've played a lot of the songs that I mentioned in my list but as far as willing to. No, because one, they, they they like the reaction they get from the average fan from playing the hits, number one. And number two, and I and I don't want to bad off the band because they are my favorite band, but it's just it's easy to play the hits. And you don't have to rehearse a lot to play the hits. And now, and again, not the bad mouth, because you know what? Because they are 65 years old or older. Why do we want to put in the rehearsal time to play a song that I wrote 35 years ago when I, and, I, and that I haven't played in 33 years? When I can, when I know I can play a song that we played two weeks ago to show, and the and majority of the average fans are just going to love it anyway, so I can just get away with playing that. So I understand the logic. Would they be able to play these this track this these songs that I suggested? Yes, absolutely. Would they play them? Probably not. No, that's that's kind of the the disappointing part, but also the part that makes these sorts of discussions fun. Yeah, you know, and and I think we all accept that, and we all also get very excited get when it. when they do throw something out at you, like they did on the cruise with uh, what? Wouldn't you like to know me being performed by Kiss? I mean, oh my God, you know. They, Sorry about that. You gonna play something rare? Unreleased? No. no, it was an ad that popped up. <laughs> oh, you're like Julian surfing the internet while we're on the show. <laughs> That's you looking, for, 
one thing I, 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 have, I have noticed that in my glasses, you can actually see what I'm doing during these shows. Just... <laughs> he's, he's looking for an action list again. He's, at, he's, he's looking for an action figure for Christmas. For, um, <laughs> it's Kalani. He's looking for an action figure to give the Julian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Andy, you've uh, you've you've been quiet for too long. I'm getting worried. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm listening. I'm, I'm sucking it all in, and that's a good thing. So let's love... let's let's go to you. And what sort of um, what sort of album would you give us if you were the catalog consultant, and you've got the keys to the vault? Well, depending on how you how do you base this? Are you basing this from 1996 before then? Is this that going to be that album, or is it just anything in the world, anything off the catalogs or whatever? I I, just, I think at this day this day and age is that anything anything is fair game, you know. So 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 basically anything was after ninety. It doesn't matter. It didn't have to be, you know, before ninety six and on. So so we're basing this on your own kind of thing. Anything. Any oh way, any kidding? any way you want to go about it, there the whole thing is there are no rules. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm going this off my head because I, I really this this is I I know we put the you know this is what's going on, but I thought it was going to be from like '96 and below that because you know this is when they first you know the whole reunion thing. So if we're just going this anywhere and. And believe me, I would love to hear a lot of really off the wall songs, but like, like Lonnie said, they're not going to take the time to do it. But it is what it is. But uh, I'm just going to go off the off the head. Oh man, this is going to be fun. Since they hadn't done it in a long time, I would take the the "I Stole Your Love" off the Hot in the Shade album. Hmm. For, like, you know, because they're always looking for a good opener. You know, it's usually Deuce, Detroit Rock City. So to start it out, I, I think because it hadn't been played in so many, so many years, I think I Stole Your Love from the Hot in the Shade tour. And as bizarre as it sounds. <laughs> no, it was badass. It, it really it hadn't brought out. And people were like, holy crap, this is, you know, pretty cool. Because they hadn't heard it in a long, long time. Oh, my God. Here we go. I'm just looking at my albums on the wall, and I can't. This is this is this is tough. Um, what I like to hear, which they haven't done in a long time since '79, would be Charisma. It's about time. It's a come on, let's do it. <laughs> it's not that hard. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Are we locked in? <laughs> Everybody's like, shoot me now. I don't know. <laughs> And I love all the old stuff and stuff, but it's most of it's been played except for the really like Lonnie said. Lonnie's mentioned most of the, you know, it's the tough stuff. To go, it's tough to go. It's easier to go earlier than it is later. Yeah, in ways because most of this stuff has been played except for a couple of the odd songs which you've already mentioned. You know, so I don't know. It's very hard to. Just killing me. <laughs> I might be. You guys might actually stump me on this. There's so many. This. I mean, I'd love to hear everything and anything. Get my hands up. I don't care what it is. Just as long as it's never been played or highly been played. But just different. Just something different. Just something different. If they could. But looking at Lonnie's thing, you know they're not gonna do it. I mean, 
know, now that we now that we've heard rock and roll hell now off the crew, we said I was there. That was one of the things that had never been, you know, or had barely been played. Man, what I love to hear Satan Center off the Creatures of the Album and you know, that was Eric I Eric I had mentioned that was his favorite album of all, you know, favorite song of of all the songs he ever did. That was his favorite song. So if they ever had a chance to play it or would play it, I would love that. That'd be like one of the gems to play. Be Saint Center. I mean, you know they're gonna do the Detroit Rock City and the Rock and Roll Night. They can't get away with it in a concept album or a greatest hits album. They just gonna do it. Man, I'm so stumped. This is killing me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in then and see if I can help you a little bit with uh, maybe maybe my list. I mean, I I was going through some of these you know recent albums. I'm like, here's the Japanese edition of uh, you know Monster yeah. uh, Monster. So it's got a 2004 you know version yeah. officially released of. Uh, King of the Nighttime World. Obviously, in Japan, they released a three-inch CD which had King of the Nighttime World. Um, I think Tears Are Falling and something else, uh, one of the other kind of obscure tracks. So I'd put those on. I would go back through the the recent catalog and say, you know, um, you know. See, that's being realistic too. Yeah, you I know. Okay, here's the Japanese issue of Kiss Forty. It's got uh, a live version of Hello Hallelujah. You know, recent recent stuff from japan budokan to 2013 i mean regardless of <laughs> i had that written down too because i was realist that's that's me being realistic about it yeah you know it, it, here's the other J- japanese you know samurai oh. son you know throw that throw oh, a live oh, version oh, you... <laughs> where's the news okay. <laughs> you know and, and word and, unfortunately they're not gonna be performing any of that uh oh jesus yeah sorry no. Um, yeah. Uh, do we go into that abomination? Oh, I'm not going to that either. You know, so... Oh, Love Gun's an abomination? Love Gun, the deluxe is an abomination. The Everything on that side B, a.k.a. teaching demo, a.k.a. let's put our, some computer effects on a mono drum track and completely destroy Peter Chris's drumming. Um, yeah, I I have never been a fan, or I've, I've never hidden my derision for what they did with the deluxe edition, which could have been absolutely fantastic, just by including a live recording from that tour um, as the second disc and maybe one demo. I mean, Gene's reputation. Yeah, Gene's reputation demo I mean, is perfectly there, fine. There are songs I would love to love to hear, but like Lonnie said, they're not going to play them, so I couldn't put it on a greatest like kind of hits. Yeah, because they're not going to play them. So you have to... Basically, you almost have to pick stuff that they're going to play. You might throw... Like Lonnie said, you might you, you get one or two gems, and that's it. You're not going to get anything, you know, off the hook yeah. again or way bizarre again or things you never heard. That's that's why the cruise thing is always there. So <laughs> in, in any of these Mexican shows that they've recently done... Um, or the cruise, for that matter, where they did do, you know, Creatures of the Night, Keep, keep Me Coming, Keep Radioactive, coming. Wouldn't You Like to Know Me, would they, I say that those would be perfect candidates for a You Wanted the Best type Kiss World release for 2017. It celebrates where the band currently is, it celebrates where the band comes from, because it's, you know, those are historic tracks, you know, Creatures Era, Paul Solo Era, um, yeah, I guess we'd have to include Radioactive for 
Gene Solo era. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, Rock and Roll Hell. And then you go into some more of... That's one way to make it more exciting to, to me, is you take a song like Hell or Hallelujah, which is a recent cut that's only on a limited format. It's not about whether it's a good track or has become a Kiss classic track, according to Paul Stanley, yet. It's that it is something recent... <laughs> It's it's something that they've done recently. Um, people, it's just a classic, but people just don't know it yet. Exactly, and the, <laughs> you know they just have to, was a, have to kill I some more brain cells. There was a song cells. by Paul called "Move On." You know, move on from say yeah. <laughs> if they would, hey, all right, we'll, we'll, I'm going to take a quote from Paul from the cruise. If they were that good, we'd play them. Wait a minute! You have the newer Kiss, okay? This this newer version of Kiss. You don't play any of those songs. They don't play any of the songs now off a of monster, and none of them off Sonic Boom. So you tell me, okay? These are supposed to be classic songs, great songs. Eh, move on, guys. They're not gone. <laughs> See, I I totally disagree with that. I think some of them are classic songs, and uh, modern day Delilah, a live version of that. Throw it on, you know. How, or how say, or yeah, or here, here so they yeah. did all. They recorded all those shows off the '09 US tour. See, they have a lot to pick from from that. So you could get like a live version of "Say Yeah" and "Modern Day Delilah," or even the abomination of the live version of "I'm an Animal." You could throw that on there too. Ugh. But "I'm an Animal" was just like a death march when they played it live. I know, but I could see them throwing maybe not "I'm an Animal" on, but "Say Yeah" and "Modern Day Delilah." I think are really good picks, though. Yeah. Well, why did you could see what, yeah, but why why don't they do? I don't want to try to get off subject with the thing, but it's the way it go. You 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 have you had Sonic Boom, you had you had Monster, right? And now you had the Kiss Cruise, and you know we're hearing rumors about a, a maybe a another album. Why can't they make kind of like a greatest slash live slash alive thing from those three albums that are going to be third album? Why? I don't want to buy it. Thank you. <laughs> Bingo. Well, I don't want to say nobody buys them, but you know, the, the collectors will the buy them. The same people that bought Monster and Sonic Boom would buy it, and that's it. That's yeah, what we thought. When they come out with a fancy package, you go to the store. The you hard, get hard, hardcore fans that buy it, and that's it. That's why. Yeah. So then you're almost just better off taking the last set list that they did. Or the second to last, because that's got Keep Me Coming and all the good stuff in it. And doing various live versions of all that. So take Michael's Detroit Rock City and and insert it. Do Creatures of the Night and Keep Me keep Creatures of the Night from Brazil, like he suggested. Um, keep Me Coming from the cruise or wherever. And you just work your way through, you know, Radioactive from 79. Calling yeah. Dr. Love, you pick that from Rock and Roll, Over, uh, Rock and Roll Party in Tokyo, which was going to be, you know one of the ones I picked and just say release rock and roll party as was they've probably got the master, you know, uh, multi-tracks to that. Um, just release that as it is, or release the whole Daisy show because it's already been out there and it's got enough. Of, it's got enough of the classics on there. They're not making any money off that. They could just, they could, you know, give Ken Sharp a ring and say, Hey, we need a booklet for, you know, the Daisy, write something up, or Jeff and Kurt, for that matter. And Make that bonus CD. Just put it out. Put one of those classic shows out, because what the hell are they celebrating? They're just going out there. This is something to sell, 
and call it Kiss World. Give it the same name as the tour. It doesn't matter what it is. Just say this is part of this is part of our Kiss World. This show, one show. Um, you know, this is even if you just want to put it on iTunes. Well, shit, I mean, you if, know, if Vinnie Vin- if Vinnie Vincent can put Euphoria on iTunes. You would think that Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley could get some of the shit that gets bootlegged, like the Daisy, and throw it up on there and actually... Just put it on iTunes. Get you some, don't have to release get, it on a CD. Get it won't cost you a lot of money at all. Just put it on iTunes. Yeah, or, but do they I'll shut up and throw it on anything iTunes. Old? Pardon do me? they really want to promote anything old or with the older guys or past members, or they just want to keep it all new? All, no, no songs off of anything... <clears throat> you know, no, no, no songs... Anything past this, the new kiss, you want to call it, you know, Tommy and Eric, you know, they, they want to keep everything just with those, those two guys, every song just with those two guys, no extra, or, or you do like they did a Sonic Boom, it's all the new guys, right, you know, Tommy and Eric plus Gina Paul, and then you throw another CD in there that's extra that has all the other stuff from their past or in between or something, you know, they, you know, I mean, they should. I mean, cool, of course, everybody's the '70s and all that, but they should knock the '80s all the way. You know what I mean? They should throw some of the '80s stuff in it. Some of the, you know, what well, like "Lick It Up" and uh, "I Love It Loud," which continues <laughs> to be performed at every single show, uh, <sighs> and "War Machine." Yeah, but they, they, they've done. Uh, they, you know, they play yeah, "Give Me More." You know, once or twice, a couple times at shows. There's one in Quebec. I mean, it might not be mm-hmm. the greatest. And all hell's breaking but, loose. They've played. Yeah, all hell's breaking loose, or you know something. You An know, exciter. You put, yeah, you could put that on on another DVD, but I don't know if it's got a logistics with the whole Vinny thing and the money thing or whatever that. You know, we don't know that. The Vinny. You know, we're thing. not we're not lawyers, and we don't. You know, we we can't know that. But I, I would suspect I don't understand why they don't want to keep pushing for this. You know, let's put it this way, Paul and especially Paul said it, man. The, the, you know this. New, new Kiss, as he had put it at one point, that they can play any song at any possible time. So why don't they do it? I mean, come on, man. It, you know, I understand. It's you know, easy not to. Yeah. You know, Eric plays, you know, Black Diamond, and we let him escape with playing Black Diamond because it's his insert. But then people cringe when they hear, you know, Tommy doing Shock Me. You know, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a double-edged sword, but Tommy has his own songs, and so doesn't Eric. Let them do their own songs in a way. You know, I, you know, seeing, I, I would absolutely smash my head against the wall if I saw Tommy Thayer or even Eric doing anything off a of Peter's solo album or Ace's solo album. <laughs> because they're their solo albums. Even though they say kiss on them and you see makeup on them, you know, they're still solo albums. They're not done by the band. You know, it's not, I don't know how, what the whole resistance of it, but it's a weird thing. But I, I, I just don't get it. But I would love to see. To me, though, I, if if Tommy, you know, say on the cruise, okay, if Tommy did, you know, uh, hard times and Eric did dirty living, well, you know, how would you feel about that? I wouldn't have a problem with it. Or on but, the or, or on or on the Kiss cruise, Tommy could do Out of This World, and Eric could do All for the Love of Rock and Roll. Oh wait, they did that Kiss cruise too, and nah. uh, everyone's favorite Kiss cruise, right? Ah. So that they could they, so they could play their own songs, right? You know, Michael, what do you, what do you think of that? You know, <laughs> throw uh, out of this world and all for the love of rock and roll over on uh, Kiss World CD. What do you think? 
Yay or nay? I don't know. I mean, I love Sonic Boom and Monster, but I feel like, nah. I mean, it's just like we've heard it, and that's why I didn't include anything from the current lineup, because a lot of those tours were recorded, so people have heard them before. I was trying to pick stuff that people haven't heard before, aside from like crazy collectors like us. So uh, that's why I didn't pick anything from the new lineup, because we've kind of heard it to death, because of YouTube and because of Instant Live and SimFi and all that stuff. So... <laughs> Yeah, I figure it's concert, better to concert stuff. lives, wonderful MP3s. Yeah, but see, mm. in another way, <laughs> let's put it this way. Uh, no offense to to us, but we're gonna buy it no matter what it is. So really, in a Kiss world way, they don't really. I want to say they don't really. They don't care about us because they know we're gonna buy it. They're going after the common fan. and so they're not gonna put too the many same things. Same thing goes with the set list. They know we're coming. We're, we're gonna buy it no matter what it says on it. Even though you can complain about it, but we're gonna buy it because if you're the diehards, you're gonna buy it. Well, a new package, a new CD, it's got something maybe a little different. We're gonna buy it, they, but they're gonna go after the common fan, which is you know as they say, that's why they don't play when they play these arena tours. You hear the same songs, you hear the lick it up, you hear the love gun, you hear. We're gonna come and see him anyway. You know the diehards are gonna go see him anyways too. But in, in in the long run, there are going to be only X amount of diehards at a concert. But the common fan is going to be a hell of a lot more, you know. And they want to hear, oh, I want, oh, I want to hear Beth. I want to hear, I was made for love you. I want to hear, lick it up. I want to hear, love gun. They're going to want to hear those songs. And of course, when they do play those songs, those people go ape wire. In a thousand, I go to the bathroom. You kind of go, <laughs> okay, cool, but you're like, ah, you know what I mean. And then you've got someone like me, who's supposedly a diehard, but what's the song I really want to hear when I go to a Kiss concert? I really want to hear Deuce. Deuce. Yeah, or Let Me Go Rock and Roll. I mean, come on. None of those, I, you know, if I don't get to hear Deuce, I'm not a satisfied customer. As simple as that. Well, because Deuce will never go out. Of, I mean, Deuce can still, I, I have to say, Deuce is, everybody asks you, what's your top Kiss song? Deuce has got to be up there. That song never gets old. Never gets tired. That that deuce is like it doesn't yeah. matter. Even if you're I, not a Kiss fan, people hear Deuce and they're like, "This freaking Deuce. song is unbelievable." But ninety percent of Kiss fans have put that song in their top five Kiss songs. I think. Yep. Along, I, I agree. along with Detroit Rock City. Probably. Yeah. And you're yeah. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's all it takes. You know, we've we've gone way off on. Ta- we're gonna see here and complain a, all we on, want. On a sure tangent. Songs that are top five. <laughs> and we're still going to buy whatever they release. So, exactly. You know, here's one. Oh, with Deuce going on, man, Deuce, Deuce is up there. Like Lonnie said, Deuce is. You can never. I Deuce on, like, even a live three is unbelievable. Yeah, I love it on there. Oh, man. I, Deuce yeah, on I, Arsenio. Deuce on Arsenio. Yeah. There you go. Or Deuce on Santiago 94 as well. You know, that whole era. Holy shit. You know? Yeah. That whole South American tour. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, it's. You know, what he says, they still, they know that the diehards are going to buy something. They're just going to put just maybe one or two songs in some kind of thing and say, this is what it is. You know, and and they they probably, if they're recording the things, if they recorded any of that stuff from the last couple of shows in Mexico or wherever the hell they were, and, you know, they probably recorded those. So those two gems are ones you never heard. Well, maybe those will be the two that will be on this 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 new CD if they have a whatever if they don't put a brand new album out 
Yeah, and that's part of it. I think that they really need to have product for these tours, you know, regardless of whether the tour is just, say, Kiss World or hitting the European market this year. It's nice to give the fans in those markets something, you know, like we had back in 96 when you something. wanted the best came out. It was something interesting. It had new material, for better or worse. They had some new material on that was interesting that, you know, was something to buy, something to, you know, add to your collection. And how, how about, I'm, how about, I'm how sorry, about, Lonnie, come back. I'm, I didn't mean it. How about, how about if they come out with like, <laughs> how about if they come out with like, a, like a, you know, it's supposed to be a CD or whatever, but how about if they do an album, like a double album, and it has like some kind of, like they did, kind of, kind of like even if it's newer stuff, but something like they did for the old, the old age. You know, they put a tattoo in there or something, or stickers, or some kind of like little tour book thing. It doesn't have to be like thick, thick, but just something. You know what I mean? So, so it kind of makes you for the diehards. It's like, oh man, I gotta have this, and it kind of reminds you if you're a little bit older that, wow, well, man, this reminds me of the past. But then you got the newer things going. Wow, this is kind of cool. This is. We never seen any of this stuff before because, you know, most places won't do that anymore. You know, they won't put in those stickers or like the little tour book or tattoos or, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Something, you know, the double album puts a couple things in there, brochures, you know, make it kind of, you know, the celebration of the band. How's that? A big celebration of the band. Or... We are now at the 20th anniversary of the remasters coming out. And if you think about the most recent issues came out in 2014 with all new digital mastering, et cetera, et cetera. They were what mastered for iTunes. They were new masters in essence. How about an updated catalog in 2017? And I can see that actually. Yeah. How about it? Because, you know, I, I went back to listening to basically my old Japanese CDs, which are the original issues, which are far better than anything ever since. And these 2014 ones to me, I've said it before, to me, to my ears, and yours are different, sound just like louder versions of the P33 CD series. You know, is it not time for KISS to put out the full, like Zeppelin has in recent years, uh, Rush, I believe, did as well, a updated catalog in mini LP in the U.S., because obviously Japan has had those for many years. And let's just for take, for instance, Kisteria, the box set, which I'm still waiting for my fucking replacement. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> shrink down those CDs into LP size. Do an LP size road case Kiss World right there. There's your Kiss World. All the freaking, you know, issues in CD. How about another box set like they did? But you make it the uh, next... You make it a real box set without all the fucking studio cuts, that yeah, know, all all the all the release versions, you know, that I, being three quarter studio stuff. Yeah, so. Yeah, be, but do but do but. I'm do sorry. What was what was that, Michael? I said it has to be affordable too, because I mean. Whoa, 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 whoa! You know there is there is. <laughs> You're quite, in the wrong thing. You, you know, just you, like you just go, just like those medication commercials. If you can, somebody that's nobody anymore. You gotta, you know. If you cannot afford this Kiss product, we can provide financing. Yeah, payment plan for this Kiss product. We can <laughs> put it on layaway, so you can still buy. It. Just just afford if they could do a financing. Holy smokes, man! <laughs> Now with your Kiss credit card, you're you know it comes. That's with a, right. There is the Chris 
Kiss credit card. With a $500 balance already on it. You know? It comes with a preloaded five hundred dollar balance. <laughs> I think I think they don't even have those anymore. I think those are gone. No, I still have one. Is it valid? Is it valid? Yeah. It, I bought my Guns N' Roses tickets on it. Yeah. Oh, Penny. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I brought. Shoot. I had Stephanie bring her up so you could see her. Oh, wow. she is wow. so sweet. I love that. It's been so long since I had a kitten. She's a little lady. Look how small she is. She's oh. meow. <laughs> I, I love cats, but I, I won't say it. <laughs> uh, what a, yeah, she's what a sweetheart. All right, just want to hear her say hello. <laughs> Bye, Patty. But uh, you know, it's a, I don't know. It, it, it'd be it'd be cool if they could put out another like like box set that you, yeah, it is affordable enough, not like you know, not like fifteen hundred bucks, you know. Another forty dollar, fifty dollar, or the hundred dollar, depending depending on the road case, you know, whatever that road case one, the the guitar <laughs> one, or the or the one that you could just the black box one, you know, another. I I would just settle for thirteen songs on a single CD or on iTunes. As uh, Lonnie, that was you, I think, sure. who, who who just said that. Something to download. So let's let's yeah. kind of wrap this episode up. Um, you know, thirteen songs, and no Jay Leno interviews. Uh, Oh, you know, for yeah, for all of you folk who have been listening to us today, you know, if they're putting out a, a piece of product and it's just something from the catalog, archival, you know, Michael came up with some great selections from videos that would also work as a fantastic DVD. Uh, or I'm sorry, we're now 2016, going into 2017, a Blu-ray or a four, what is it, the new one, 4K. You know, right. so you know, uh, upscale some of that crap. I'm sure it'll look wonderful on those big 97-inch TVs. But it would make it would make a great release on a video basis. That Anaheim um, video, I believe you mentioned, was mm-hmm. you know a, a stunningly you know a, a good video. So you know, Houston had a good video as well from '76. Um, with some odd angles, there's the outtakes from Largo. You know, if you're doing a, a, a greatest Largo '75, the uh, sort of the greatest hits, 13 tracks, you could easily just put out a piece of product which had some fun stuff for the diehards like us, just like you wanted the best did in 1996, and you know, it's not going to sell that much. Nothing sells that much anymore. Simple as that. If they can accept that and put it out that it's an album, I, th- I think, why not? It's sitting there not making any money. So why not make a little about, bit of money rather than no money? It won't cost you a whole lot to do it. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it quick, how about they take all the old videos or like, you know, the, the, the videos they did for... You know, back in the day in the 80s, MTV stuff and all the videos and put it in a nice big package, updated it, fixed it. You know, what I mean, all the all the videos they ever did like they were supposed to several years ago in, in Japan um, mm. had a it was a wonderful looking DVD with a outtake from that, yeah. the 1985 Creatures of the Night reissue LP cover um, as the DVD. And it got shit canned. You know, that would be, you know, that would be even better in some ways. Just a collection of all the videos. All throughout the videos. The, every, all the videos from beginning to all the way until ev- they're up to Every up. single one they ever made, including, you know, the recent ones. That would be a fantastic idea. You know, Andy, you, you just nailed it for me. That would be great because. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there's a lot of, lot of 
uh, you know, legal stuff. I wonder if there's a lot of legal stuff between Mark St. John, Eric Cobb, Vinnie Vincent, the whole nine yards. But that would be, I think that'd be awesome, man. If they took all the videos from top to bottom and all the way up to now and put them on one big giant case and you bought that case and you got everything. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, think of what the Beatles did. Was it this year or last year with uh, the number one video? Absolutely insane video package of all the stuff that they had done. So, yeah, I, you know, what a way to bring the show to the end, Andy, with a great idea. I, I like it. And some outtakes at the end and see if there's just some outtakes, you know? Well, let's not go crazy. From, from the videos at the end, man. Some, you know, hidden gems in the in the thing. That'd be that'd be killer. Yeah. Yeah, like I. <laughs> I heard it got burned. <laughs> yeah. Flames. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that that's our episode uh and believe it or not we were talking about you wanted the best and updating it for a 2017 release for kiss world so you know join us on one of our threads on the kiss faq message board on the youtube video on facebook or wherever you happen to listen and you know what would you like to see for that sort of release updated for 2017 and the band going out on tour and obviously we had a diverse uh, group of opinions here so we'd love to hear your thoughts we do appreciate you joining us and we hope to see you again so from andy from michael from lonnie and myself we do appreciate you listening we'll see you next time bye very kiss everybody if we don't see you yeah. Oh yeah, thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final, there are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.